we invested at Operator Bartis in 65 companies uh, as angels in wow. over 100 companies. So we do have the economies of scale in the sense of seeing so many stuff and repeating problems. And then we can also help connect people on the network. You come to us with a problem, say, oh, they had a similar problem. Let's connect you two and he can help you. So, Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. I love it when serial entrepreneurs turn to VCs, bringing their value and insights to early-stage companies. Meet Amit Avner, general partner at Operator Partners. Amit is a general partner at Operator Partners, an early-stage fund that was started by Amit and the founders of Flatiron Health to invest and help operators on their journey. Prior to that, Amit was the founder and CEO of Taiki until its acquisition. Taiki was backed by top-tier funds such as Sequoia, SoftBank, and Eric Schmidt's Innovation Endeavors. Amit Avner, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you today? I am excellent. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. Thank you. It's so cool talking to you in the context of where we are today, because last time we spoke, I believe, was maybe six years ago about potentially me coming as an intern for Taiki. Uh, I believe that I visited you in the offices in Tel Aviv since then. Uh, Taiki co- uh, continued to grow in, in, in amazing ways uh, and uh, through its acquisition. Uh, today, you're, at, you're, oh, you're running a VC fund, uh, your general partner, operator partners. Uh, I was shocked to read in one sentence, you know, you raise, you know the, the fund a few dozen millions of dollars. The second sentence, and the fund has already invested in a whopping 57 companies. I have no freaking clue how that's even possible. Uh, but before we, we talk about that, take me all the way back to, you know, your childhood and your personality, because one of the things that I was so impressed, you know, when I, in, in preparing for this, is seeing, you know, the, the engineering mindset that you bring to everything and your curiosity and your, you being a builder. So, so take me all the way there. Um, awesome. So fun being here. Um, so I think that I was always building stuff. Uh, I, I put on my Twitter bio that I like building stuff with or without Lego blocks because I was always into building stuff. And when I was actually in high school, I started building websites and uh, I even went to college and I got a college degree while I was in high school. Uh, but I was interested in just building stuff. And I always view uh, programming as just the fun things. You have different blocks and you can create different things, which is a fun thing to do. Um, so that's kind of like how everything started in high school and then throughout the army service. Um, I kept uh, being an engineer. I served in cyber, like everyone else in Israel, basically in tech. Uh, last time back to, uh, your, we're, we're back to the IDF. That's where we stopped. Back to the IDF. Um, so in the IDF, I served in cyber, like everyone else in Israel. Um, and when I finished with my army service, um, it was actually the first time I was uh, joining social networks. And one of the things I've noticed is how how there's so much data out there and how people post everything they think about and dream about and want. And I just thought it would be an interesting way to take this data and build on top of it. And that's how Takey ended up starting because I just like, and it wasn't, oh, I want to start a company. Oh, this is, was more like, this is interesting. There's a lot of cool data there. Let's try to do something cool with it. 
Right. And so you're, you're understanding that, you know, the, the world is becoming a, a big data. And, you know, this realization is coming at a time where data is only starting to get accumulated, right? When it's not, you know, today it's pretty obvious that everything around us is data driven. But back then when social, social networks were just starting, it wasn't clear that literally every single content we're creating is a piece of data that you can learn from. Correct. It was the first time that people were sharing a ton of personal data or thoughts and you made it accessible because before then you could have a website, you could have a blog, but that had a high bar for sharing a status message or a tweet. It became very easy and there's become abundance of data. And that's the interesting part in the web over the last 10 or 15 years where there's this abundance of data that can help create new products. Right. So tell me, you know, briefly run down the, the journey of Taiki. You're raising capital from some of the most incredible funds in the world. You have some amazing names, but the, my, one of my favorite VCs is Innovation Endeavors with the amazing Dor Berman and Eric Schmidt. Uh, Dor is a very close friend and I'm not surprised at all that uh, Taiki is in a portfolio there. Uh, but what, what was sort of the vision and, and walk me through some of the most exciting, you know, journeys as an entrepreneur that you remember, you know, the really interesting things. So I, I love being an entrepreneur, uh, building is fun. And I do have to say that each one of the investors we had from Sequoia in Israel, Marker, Innovation Endeavors, um, SoftBank, they used to do early stage stuff. Everyone was amazing. It's all about, for me, it's all about the people. It's about finding the people you want to work with and you want to be in a journey with. And every person that we, that we had on this journey uh, was just phenomenal and amazing. Um, for us, when we started, it was about the data. It was about the abundance of data on the web and trying to use it to figure out trends using it. When started a company, we thought, should we go into fintech? Should we go into edtech? Should we go into helping to design products? And we ended up going into uh, marketing, which was like a big deal when we started. Um, and the, gr the growth of the company was phenomenal. Like within a year or two, I think we made a million dollars in revenue. The year after we made three, the year after we made nine, the growth wow. was was really, really cool. Building is fun. I moved to New York. I lived in New York for 10 years. And it was just like fun. For me, the best part about building a company was the people. Uh, hiring amazing people, working with amazing people, hiring people who are way better than me in different things, and building a fun culture. I think one of the things that drives me the most today is when I still meet people who used to work at Takey, they tell me it's the best workplace they ever had. And they miss Takey days, and they want to be in Takey again. When are we doing the next thing together? And just being having around amazing people around you and working with them is something that I always loved. And that's a big fun part of entrepreneurship. <laughs> was there a moment where you're, as, as you're building Tiki, and I'm sure there were many of them where you're, you're confused, where you're saying like, I'm, I'm facing a challenge here that I'm just not sure that I know how to solve right now. And, and it's time sensitive. You have to make a decision. You're the CEO. People are looking up to you. And all you're thinking is, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I know what to do at this point. W what do you do then? So I think the dirty little secret about startups is that from the outside, everything looks amazing. You see all the companies growing super fast. Everything looks amazing. They're raising a lot of money. But when you look on the inside, it's a bunch of duct tape that's holding everything together. And every company is always not just a bunch of duct tape. It's a bunch of people where you have, you imagine like the wall and there's the water coming in. You just place your fingers. And I think the game is trying to move fast enough to plug all the holes and new holes come up and then you plug them and you just keep doing this game. And I think the service win are those who keep plugging the holes fast enough before new holes come up. And that's kind of growth pains. Um, so the answer is that I don't think, you know, um, like you don't know anything. 
you just and every problem is so unique for a company except the general stuff of hiring selling you have problems with your product with your partners everything is just different and i think it's about being it's about doing it's about moving fast about trying failing trying again failing trying again until you succeed so as long as you're fast enough to understand problems then then you get good results hopefully so you make a, a decision um turning from entrepreneur to investor, but not just a typical uh, VC fund. You're saying we're going to be an early stage fund. Uh, we are not going to take board seats. We're going to help you with all the operations in between board meetings. That is sort of the, you know, the pitch as to the, the big added value. And you do that across many, many companies now. What, what, what was it about your experience that showed you that this is something that you know, would provide a lot of value to early stage startups? So um, in the early, early days of Takey, we had really good advisors. Um, and one of them is Zach Weinberg, who is now my partner in, 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 in Operator Partners. And he, was, he, he just sold a company called the Invite Media to Google, and he was super helpful for us, thinking about go-to-market and hiring and interviewing candidates, because he was a few steps ahead of, like, ahead of us. Um, and we became friends and as we started doing things and he started his new company so our help i helped him find his cto gil who's also one of my partners and Anna turner who was uh, uh zach's uh, co-founder both in invite media and satarum is all is my fourth uh, co-founder for uh, operator partners we all worked together for a long time and we all invest in companies together and we just try to help out and you see that companies have similar problems in the sense of growth so it's about finding the right people, interviewing them, how to think about problems. The problems are unique for the company, but the, the, the way you're thinking and solving them is sort of similar and repeating. And we end up realizing that we can bring a lot of value to a company and to a CEO by being advisors. So we, we used to get equity for being advisors. Now we invest our money to become advisors of the company. It's kind of the way we're seeing it. Right. And so what is the actual, you know, interaction that you have with the companies? First of all, you're, you're, you know, you're spreading a lot on throughout a lot of companies. So how do you maintain actually a handle on, on all these companies? And, and how do you, how do you work together with the entrepreneur to figure out what exactly you can actually go into the details with? Because at the end, the meaningful help is in the details, right? It's in the actual problem that they're trying to solve. So how do you go about figuring out the priorities for that? Because it sounds to me like that's one of the biggest challenges that you might be facing. So we built a different model. Um, in this model, we decided we don't want to compete with VCs because there's plenty of really good VCs and we want, we don't, we're not competing with angels. We're coming in between. And that means that we need to, if we invest small checks, you need to invest in a lot of companies, but we also can invest all this time to do diligence because it's really hard if you want to invest in 60 companies. So we work with a handful of VCs that we really like and trust. We trust their diligence. We do meet a company. We do make our own decision, obviously, and we don't invest in every company we see, obviously. Um, but um, but uh, we simplify the process by counting on someone else's diligence. When we do that, we do meet a company and we tell the CEOs, look, when we invest in you, here's our emails, here's our WhatsApp. Whenever you need anything, just come to us and we'll help. You want help interviewing your VP of marketing or a VP of product, how to find them? You want to think about uh, M&A? You want to think about buying a selling company, buying a company? Just come to us and we'll try to help. And it's it makes it super casual. We text with founders all day long. And then when we need to, we do a phone call with them or a video call with them. But we make it super casual. We make it kind of what we wanted to have when we ran companies. 
just like sometimes you do, it's more about just texting people and being in the loop and then things move really, really fast. So it kind of, it also simplifies it because we do get company updates like that. And we always kind of know what's happening all the time. So it's really easy when there's a problem to loop us in and when we try to help out. So what it sounds to me is that you're taking the formality of the board meetings that would happen on a monthly or quarterly basis and you're simplifying it to a daily operation where you are actively helping a sort of like a day-to-day board that is sort of an advisor, sort of a partner, entrepreneur, right? I mean, it's like all that mishmash, but but at the end, it's very tangibly helping them with the day-to-day decisions that might not even make it to the board meeting because it's so far out that it becomes irrelevant by that time. Correct. It's, it's exactly that. We're just trying to give the immediate, quick solve for problems from our experience. And all we bring is just like more of a crowdsourced data of things we saw. We invested at Operator Bar in 65 companies uh, as angels in wow. over 100 companies. So we do have the economies of scale in the sense of seeing so many stuff and repeating problems. And then we can also help connect people in the network. You come to us with a problem, say, oh, they had a similar problem. Let's connect you to, and he can help you. So that's a lot of the value we can help and bring. And the idea is we want to be on the entrepreneur side, on the founder side. We've been there. We just we just feel like we know what we needed, and that's what we're trying to bring back to the table. Right. So pattern recognition. Share with me a, a few insights you've gained already by you know through the companies, either as an angel or through the sixty-five companies as operator partners. What 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 are you observing? What what are some of the common you know themes that are going on? Sort of the, the common decision-making points that people need help on because I think it's it's a fascinating idea to to do this at economies of scale and to be able to see these patterns across many different companies. I think the two interesting things I would say everyone has the hiring problem. Hiring great people is always yeah. hard, but but the interesting thing is it's not just about finding the great people. It's also finding the great people who are fit for you. And it's something that so, someone could have an amazing resume, could be an amazing person, might not be a fit for your company culture. So I think that's something we do try to help people with, to so try to understand their own culture and what's going to be a fit and not going to be a fit for their culture. So that's something that I think is repeating. The other one is thinking about markets correctly. So. You know, right. I'm not going to say anything too, too uh, revolutionary by saying you want a great team in a giant market, and then you assume the great team in a giant market will, will move around. But when there's a really giant market, sometimes you want to make sure you focus on things in the market, because if it's really, really big and there's so many opportunities, you'll spread with them. So staying focused on effort. If it doesn't work, keep pivoting and moving around, but trying to be focused when you do execute something. Right. Now, I mean, the, the whole first part of this conversation, you're talking about, you know, yourself, uh, how you love the entrepreneurship and you're meeting people that work at Takey and they're saying, we want to come back and work on another company together and how, you know, exciting that whole journey is and how excited you are by working with early stage entrepreneurs, understanding what they're going through and, and getting fulfilled from working with them through those issues. Isn't there a part of you that wants to do it again, that wants to start another Takey, that wants to go on this whole ride again? Of course, there is. Uh, there's a big part. I think uh, one fun thing is now I get a kick because I get to spend my week just meeting exciting entrepreneurs and talking about fun problems. And I do want to get, uh, it, it's weird because first time in my life that I'm uh, in the backseat and I'm not driving. And right. It's just different. Uh, I do miss driving, but I really, really enjoy what I'm doing right now. And I think uh, the answer is that I'll find the middle ground. Like I, I will probably over time get involved in a few companies. Um, maybe in a chairman role or stuff like that, that will get me more, way more involved. Um, so I can, I can just 
get the kick of running away. And you know what? Maybe in the future I want to run my own company again. I'm not. I'm. I'm right now enjoying what I'm doing, and I'll keep adapting. That's I think the entrepreneurial way of life. Just keep changing into what you need at the same at the right time. Completely. And and what is it about operator partners that you know that you're really excited about? Is it the the partnering with the entrepreneurs? Is it more of the the capital side? Is it more of the the, the finding them and and seeing their their journey throughout throughout the years. Well, what really gets you excited about this opportunity? It's you know what it's just so much fun. It's just about having fun. So I basically work with a bunch of my good friends. They're super smart. We talk about interesting companies together, and we get involved in some journeys that we like. And it's just fun and easy, and it doesn't feel like work. I don't believe in working. Taking never felt like work. It was fun. And this just feels like fun, just easy. I wake up in the morning, meet cool companies, then talk to my friends and talk and discuss with cool companies. Like, what could be better than that? It's, it's just fun. That, that's exactly what it sounds like. And I think that, you know, the, just from my perspective, you know, seeing somebody who is a successful entrepreneur, who's an engineer at heart, who's a problem solver at heart, going from, you know, very technical to building a company and then taking this under, these understandings and these insights and then moving on to scaling them and doing them in an economy of scale and following, I can't believe, 65 investments, you said, uh, which is uh, pretty remarkable. And I, I, I don't think I'll ever understand how you how you managed to to juggle 65 investments especially when they're all on whatsapp uh, but but i love the idea of a model where it's more of casual day-to-day deliberation it's uh, reducing the formality making yourself accessible and you becoming a true partner of the companies yeah i think the one thing i have to say though about juggling 65 companies and we'll have a lot more over time is that basically once you have a bunch of people in the in the fund and we each deal with different companies and help different companies at different times based on their needs we, because we all have different expertise. It makes it very easy. Right. And when you do it over text, it makes it very, very easy. Um, and I think that you'll speak to each one of our companies and tell you how much we've been helpful. And that's that's the important part for me, getting the good uh, the, the good customer review from our portfolio companies about being we're being there when they need us. So uh, as long as we can keep doing exactly. that, we're, we're going to be thrilled. <laughs> And I have no doubt that they're that they're, that they're very very happy. Amit, I I want to thank you so much for for coming on the show. Uh, I have uh, some fun questions now sure. uh, that I have to ask you. Uh, so we'll we'll go through them. Uh, first, a role model, somebody that you find fictional or non-fictional, somebody that you gain inspiration from, and oh. why? Okay, I'm gonna give you the super cheesy obvious answer, but it's right. going but it's going to be Bill Gates. <laughs> And always as a kid, I have to say, I know it sounds cheesy, but as a kid, like it really inspired me to be an entrepreneur, like seeing Microsoft. And I think Microsoft is is a company that really enabled personal computing and the internet as it's today. And then when Bill Gates became wealthy enough, he took his qualities as an amazing entrepreneur and put it into, into helping the world. And building is and building his nonprofit organization that actually helps people and just love it. It's like a real life Iron Man, in my opinion. Um, a, a real life Iron Man. I love that. Okay, and now favorite subject in school? It can be any school from K K to post university. Um, any school. I I'd say English. Um, and it's funny. Maybe it's because my mom is an English teacher. Maybe it's because I use English all the time. But I think it's one of the reasons is that English is. A fun class because when you go to class you need to learn the language and they teach you to, you do different exercises so it's very broad you learn some history you learn some 
you learn you learn you learn some history, you learn some grammar, you learn just all kinds of different things because you have to do that. You listen to things, you listen to content. So it's just like listening to podcasts because you have all these writing essays and you learn how to write. It's, to me, it's just such a the Swiss Army knife of uh, classes because you do so many different things in it. So it's fun. I love it. And the most difficult question of all, but the most interesting one, three words that you would use to describe yourself. Or if I ask anybody that works with you, whether it's in Takey or in Operator Partners, what, 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 are, what are three words that they would say? Okay, so my three words would be optimism, because I don't think you can build company or investment without being optimistic. Data, I'm very data driven. I think everything I look at and decide is based on data and clarity, which is the importance of clear communication, organized and having things very honest, clear and setting expectations. It's really, really important to me because I think if you communicate well, everything else is solved. I love it. Amit, thank you very, very much. This was just wonderful. Uh, stay safe and stay healthy. I, I love the concept of what you're building. And, and again, most of all, I love the idea that you're taking your own passion as an entrepreneur and you're channeling it through now at an economy, economies of scale to many other entrepreneurs. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of just having fun and, and having fun, you know, all across the board from the due diligence side to the WhatsApp communication side uh, and getting those customer reviews uh, from happy entrepreneurs. So thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me. Take care.